Hi everyone, Edna Kimball, Edna Sells, and today we have John Bloodworth. John has the, the distinct situation here of he's our first guest to return back to the podcast, I'm our honored. first repeat guest. Very so, um, so, John, you've recently done something quite insane. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that. Yeah, so the 100-mile pumpkin hollow... Pumpkin Holler Hunted, yeah, okay, as they yeah, call it. Yeah, yes, country. Yeah. Pumpkin yeah. Holler Hunted. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, fantastic. So first off, mm -hmm. why did you sign up to run 100 miles? Right. I feel like we we just, we just might have discussed it briefly we on the last did. episode, just kind of yeah. reasoning and stuff. But so the, the, the main reason that I keep coming back to was that, like, so I'm a super physical guy. Like, physical fitness, big thing for me, being very competitive and stuff with physical fitness and stuff as well. And I told um, a few of my teammates that, like, as challenging as I make physical fitness for myself, I have never, ever been, like, pushed to a point to where I'm like, I need to quit. Like, this is too hard for me and I need to stop. So I was like, mm -hmm. what can I search for out there that can potentially make me go, I need to stop. I need to quit. My tank is empty. And then I can look in the bottom of the tank and see if there's like anything left to actually grab. Okay. Like I wanted to get to that point to where I was like, I can't do it this anymore. And then see if I could keep going. And then, uh, you know, spoiler alert, I made it to that point. So we can get into that here in a little bit. But like, yes, I wanted to challenge myself harder than I'd ever been challenged before. That's wow. as simple as that. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, um, and I can't, I can't remember if we discussed this mm -hmm. or not, but David Goggins, do you follow David I'm Goggins? I'm a big David Goggins fan. Okay. Yes, absolutely. And he always says you've got 40% more left. Exactly. Right. And, and I always think 40% more. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking I can give you a 4% more yeah. when I get to <laughs> that course. point. Right. So, so you you wanted to mm -hmm. be in that situation. I wanted to see what it felt like to really yes. be in that situation. Okay. And then for those, I really should have started with this, but you um, you are a personal trainer mm -hmm. and you also are the manager. I'm at now the, the director at the director. FIT at um, on campus at NSU. Yes. yes. That's new actually since our last yeah, episode. Yeah, that's very yeah. new. <laughs> I was just a personal trainer. Um, but August August seventh, I took over as the uh, director of the entire fitness facility. So wow, yeah. mm -hmm. nice. So now you're there twenty four seven. Even more now, yes. <laughs> I love it. I yes. love it. And when you were here last time, we did talk mm -hmm. about some of the challenges you had given yourself. Mm -hmm. One was like a one hundred thousand hundred thousand steps, steps in a day. In a day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, what others have you imposed upon yourself that you actually were able to do that some people think? Off. Right, right. So, um, I mean, like, I think we also discussed, like, I did this um, five hour, four and a half hour, whatever, um, Navy SEAL fitness challenge. Nice. So I tried that. Okay. Um, I'm also, of course, big on the, like, the cold plunging and the, uh, you know, to get dedicating yourself to an ice bath. I'm so happy that it's getting cooler now because now my ice bath, I don't have <laughs> to constantly really restock. <laughs> I don't have to constantly restock it with ice. I'm going to save so much money now. It's going to be great. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but, like, doing cold challenges and stuff like that, I'm very big on. And, I mean, of course, the 100-miler, like, that was the one that I've been – not just signed up. I mean, I signed up in October of 2022. Okay. Like I was like, I'm committing to this. I'm going to commit to it. I'm big on that too. Like I'm like one of the most, you know, one of the, the number one things that differentiate, like, I guess 
if you want to say leaders or whatever, is the ability to make decisions. Like, can you make a decision? And last October, I was like, man, I'd like to challenge myself to that. And I was like, well, make a decision then. So snap, boom, October last year, made a decision. Pumpkin Holler made a cool post where they're like, John Bloodworth is the first person to sign up for the 100-mile race. Oh, you were the first? Yeah, yeah, a year in advance. Like, yeah, oh, I was like, yep, I absolutely. That. So, okay. And um, so how many people hit the 100-mile? So I think they had a huge turnout for the event, which was, I think, 70 people or 72 people signed up for the 100-miler. And less than 50% completed it though. Like it was, it was in the thirties okay. of people. So there were, there were a good handful of people that, okay. that finished. Absolutely. Very mm. good. Very yeah. good. Um, interesting side note. I have Airbnbs here mm-hmm. locally and that weekend they were all booked mm-hmm. with people running. And I thought, I thought it was cool that I knew one person mm-hmm. and then five of mine yeah. with that. And I was like, Oh my gosh, that's so cool! There were yeah. there were, I mean, I don't know. There were a, a dozen lot. states represented. I yeah, think, in yeah, that. they were all from yeah, out of area. It was pretty cool. So, yeah. so then you sign up a year in advance. Mm-hmm. What does training for running? Because you can't actually just mm-hmm. go run it. To yeah, get it's ready not like I guess it. I'll go run a hundred miles real quick. Yeah. No. So it was, you know, very slow. Like just increased mileage over months and months and months. So that's a good thing about signing up a year in advance is, like that's. So Spartan's law says it has to be on the calendar. Like you have to have a date or you're not actually going to commit and and challenge yourself to dream. train for it. So <laughs> yes, it's just a dream until that point. So I was like, okay, it's on the calendar. You have to train for it. If you don't feel like training, it's too bad because the date is still there. You still have to challenge yourself. So like we started with, you know, a nice, easy five mile run. And then a few weeks later, you're running eight miles. And a few weeks later, you're running 10 or 12. And then along the way, I'd sign up for, you know, I did like the, Oklahoma City, you know, half marathon, 13 right. miles. You know, right. I did a few of those. Like when that. those things would pop up, I would jump into those mm-hmm. as well. And then as it got closer and closer, I mean, over the summer, we did, um, we actually went. So the benefit of being local is that I can go out to Pumpkin Holler um, and I can run the actual course if yeah. I want. And I did that. Because so that's I, not the same as running around the football field. Right, right. <laughs> no, not the same. So I actually went out to Pumpkin Holler and ran, um, like the first time I did it was, I did like a 20 miles out there and um, it was pretty tough. That place, it is so, there's so many hills, it's crazy. For those of you who yeah. don't know, it's... It is crazy. It's yeah. very, it's our yeah. most it's, hilly it area, I guess. Area if you want the challenging, hilliest course ever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we went out there and I did 20 out there. And then a few weeks later, we were like, let's do the full like 30 mile loop. We did that. And um, we did that. Uh, we did the the kind of the 20 in the nature preserve. There's a nature preserve here in town called JT Nichols Nature Preserve. That's a part of the course. So okay. like we ran that five mile road a few times because there's a crazy hill there as well. So it was just adding mileage and then as you get closer you taper back like you start to pull mileage off because at that point you're like man i'm as ready as i'm going to get now it's time to recover and get ready to do the actual race so what's the farthest you ran in one run before the hundred the furthest distance that i've ran was 40 miles that's the furthest i'd ever been um, the furthest distance, like on my feet moving, that I had ever been was actually that hundred thousand steps. That was fifty miles. Oh, okay. So that was actually that was walking, but that time. was uh, that was the furthest I had ever been. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. And is there a time lime or a mm-hmm. a time requirement to complete yes. it? They give you thirty hours. Thirty hours. They give you thirty okay. hours to do it. If you want to, they also have give you the opportunity, I think, to start early. They give some people like an early start if you want like two extra hours. 
Um, I think a couple people took those two extra hours, but most people started at 8 a.m. on Saturday. Yeah. Okay. What's the thought process between starting early? I guess if you're just like, man, I need extra time, you know, oh. like if you don't think you can do it in 30 hours, which I mean, hey, it took me 29, you Whoa, know, you you know right it took there. me 29. So yeah, yeah. I'm saying like uh, some people wanted to start early just to be sure they could get the time in. Yeah. Okay. And then so the logistics, because we've all been mm-hmm. talking about it here in the office, mm-hmm. like what is that even? So obviously it wasn't a 100 mile distance. Mm-hmm. Like you didn't start here and run. Right. Straight line. You know, to Oklahoma miles, City yeah. or right, something. Right. Um, the course, maybe you said, is 30 miles? So the the loop of the course, start line, all the way back around to the same start line, finish line, is 30 miles. Okay. And then there's the JT Nickel Preserve, which is five miles in, five miles out. So on the first loop, you're required to run into the preserve and then run out of the preserve to tack on that extra 10 miles. Mm-hmm. And then it's just two additional loops of the 30 to equal your 100 miles. Oh, my so, gosh. Yep. Okay. Yep. And then... Do you really run 29 hours straight or like do you like bathroom breaks right, and right, right. Of and course. sleep? I of mean, course. those of us who have never done mm-hmm. more than five. <laughs> Absolutely. So, you know, we started, I, so the, the three loops that we had to take, like they're so different in my mind, like, which is amazing. I've started like reflecting and trying to remember all these different things, but like loop one was this amazing adventure. Like it was so cool and fun. There's so many people. It's so bright and sunny. You go into the nature preserve. There's, there's, and pumpkin holler. I love these people. So locals or non-locals, like this is an event you should participate in. They have so many different options. You don't have to run them hundred miles. You run 10 miles, I think is the small one. I know it's small, but like they have different options out there, but it's worth it because of the volunteers and stuff. They have like a waffle station and all the food and crap you could eat, man. It's awesome. It's such a cool community. So I highly recommend them. But like that first loop, an adventure, man, just going in and out of that preserve. I remember, uh, so there's five of us on my team. There's five people and that had trained for the 100 miles. And wow. one of the guys ran very close to me the whole time. We were out way in front, like we just have kind of a quicker pace. And then the other three were behind. And then we got into that nature preserve and we were resting for a little bit. You stop. So you stop for approximately, let's just say five minutes at the most at these rest stations. Okay. Use the restroom. Refill your, you're wearing a hydration vest, refill your hydration vest, maybe grab a handful of cookies or something and uh, just to crush some calories and then go. And we had stopped in the nature preserve and all of a sudden my other three buddies were coming down the hill and I looked up and I saw them and I was like, this is so cool. Like all my teams together now were amongst all these this beautiful, you know, forest and stuff. And, um, it felt so awesome. Went back up the hill, you know, we were, we're very tired, but like we were moving and stuff and eating at the aid stations and whatnot. And then we kind of separated again when you get out on flat road, cause the faster people are going to move ahead and stuff. And that was cool. But so we do the first loop adventure time. It's great. Get back to the start line. So our strategy was this, we're going to spend less than five minutes at aid stations and there's there, there's an aid station about every three to five miles. Okay. So we're going to less than five minutes at those. And then when you get back to the start line, like um, my wife was there, they had a, they had camps, so they had a tent and stuff up out there. And then all of like the snacks I wanted personally were there, <laughs> your, right? Your stuff favorites. that I wanted. So I was like, you stay there for maybe 15, 20 minutes Put your phone back on the charger if you want to, something like that. Sit down for a little bit. Change your shoes, change your socks if you want to, you know, so stuff like that. And that's what we did. And then it's time for the second loop. And the second loop, the sun's gone. 
it's dark now. So, and now you've also. And it was been, actually really warm that day. It was. It was. Because the whole time I was like kind yeah. of following yes. the runners on social media. I wasn't yeah. really following <laughs> But I was like, I was showing houses and I was like, whew, it's right. kind of warm out here. The, that first loop, as fun as it was, was pretty hot. Like 87 degrees. And yeah. the, the only, which was rough. But the trade-off to that is I knew I was going to have to run all night. I was like, oh, at least we'll get a warmer night, right? Because right. I was kind of afraid because the weekend before we had trained and the night was like 30, Super cold. you know, like yeah. or something. And I was like, man, that would suck to have to run out there and that. But so you get the trade-off of a cooler night with a warmer day. So that was okay. But man, then you find out like, oh crap, like now I've been awake for 12 hours and now I have to go back out in the dark. And so Another thing, though, I told them, because uh, everybody had a different experience, everybody on my team, I was like, there was not one single time back at base camp where I thought to myself, I'm not going back out. Like, there were, there's a bunch of people that dropped out when they first got back from that first loop. They were like, that was enough for me, you know, 40 miles. That's enough for yeah, me, yeah. you know. And I was like, I never had that moment where I was at base camp and thought that I would, would not make it back out there. But on the second loop, I take off, and this is where you got to put your headlamp on, and, you know, it's dark. And a great story about that is I'm going out of camp and my headlamp is blinking. And I'm like, why is it blinking? And I'm like, okay, you know what? I gotta, I, I'm losing time here. I'm just going to figure it out while I'm moving. So I'm moving and I'm trying to click it and get it to work right. And it's not working right. And I'm sitting there and I make it, I don't know, a mile out of camp, basically in the dark with no headlamp, no nothing. And I'm like, is my headlamp not working? Like, is that what just happened? So I have to unsling my backpack and walk in the darkness and fish out batteries and put it in my headlamp and get it on. It finally came on. So, you know, you're walking a mile and a half in pitch blackness with no headlamp. And I finally got it working, though, and um, made it through the night. That second, the night run was very tough. And I, I had kind of strategized, like, I'm going to walk most of the night run. Like I'm going to, I'm going to walk way more than I run at night. Um, just for safety reasons. Right. It's an open course. There's cars out there too. Not yeah. a lot, but yeah. there's, there's cars. So, you know, you're wearing your reflective gear and stuff as well. But I was like, I'm going to be more careful in the night run, walk pretty fast. And that might also save me some energy for loop three, which is still coming. Mm -hmm. So I'm out there and you know, you're dealing with all the crazy animals that are out there. I mean, there were snakes all over the place. There's, I mean, like oh, copperheads, right? Like yes. actual dangerous snakes yeah, and stuff out yeah. there. And then livestock, like there's a, there's cows in the road in the night and stuff. It was well, interesting. Well, the Nicholas Preserve has elk yes. and yeah. they can be kind of aggressive. I'm telling yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, I didn't see any of those, thankfully. No boar. That's what I was okay, really worried about. I was good. like, no boar. Like, yeah. that's what I was worried about. But um, the second loop was very tough. And I know that on the back half of it, because a lot of those people tell you, like, hey, you might have some, uh, some delusions out there, right? You might actually have some hallucinations. I don't think I had any hallucinations. But I'll tell you this, like, there was definitely a moment in the back half of that second loop that I, like, I took my, I had a toboggan on, and I took it, and I was, I was getting hot, and I stuffed it in my shirt collar, and I had my hands on my vest, my chin on my hat, and I was like, oh, whoa, wait a minute. And I was like, I think I just fell asleep, told my buddy. I was like, I think I just fell asleep. He goes, yeah, I've been doing that for a while now. <laughs> and while I'm like, you're walking. Yeah, like, you're walking on the side of the road, and you blink, and all of a sudden, you're on the other side of the road. You're like, oh, crap, I just, like, sleptwalked across the road, right? So... That's what we dealt with. There was a girl that got super exhausted and laid down on the side of the road oh. and tried to take a nap and ended up getting taken to the hospital because she was like pre-hypothermic. Oh so, my gosh. so yeah. even though it it's was a it was serious. a warmer night, yeah. she it was it was not warm enough to like just lay on the side of the road. Well, not right? to mention you're dehydrated. Yes, and yes, <laughs> and you're dehydrated. Yeah. And um, so she actually got taken to the hospital, but. Um, 
man, made it through that second loop uh, pretty banged up. Like, feeling like, wow, we've been awake for a long time. Feet are killing you at this point. Um, I'm very fortunate in my fitness in that, like, Knee problems are not a part of my life. My knees are wonderful. They never bother me. Lots of people were were complaining about knee issues and stuff. My knees never bother me. My my main issues are like like the backside of my legs, my hamstrings and stuff, and, and then my feet sometimes. Of course, your feet just being oh up that gosh. long, yes, like yeah. blistered and all that kind of stuff for sure. Still blistered to this day. And I think that's the thing that mm, if you're not a runner, mm, I did a five-mile mm, thing yeah. a long time ago, and my feet – looked so awful. Like right. I was losing toenails right. and yes. it, I just had no concept that that's yes. normal. That's the, <laughs> like, that's the, that's the, the picture, right? Like the, the I've seen the picture shared before of like a, a ballerina's foot, like, oh, you know, beautiful in the right. shoe. And then the, the next picture is the inside of that, what their feet have to look like. And that's similar to what we did. Like people, even people that are like, wow, a hundred miles, that's amazing. What an awesome accomplishment. And they think like, maybe one day I'll try to do that, which I love that mindset. I love it but then they like they like like oh your feet are messed up what do they look like and I'm like well you really want to see them (laughs) and they see it they're like how how are you walking now like I'm like it's 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 hard to imagine the actual work that goes into doing it and and I just I never want to like lie to people and be like yeah it's a breeze it's the hardest thing I've ever done ever like and it took a toll on my body that I'm paying for right now, right? So, so yeah. the thing is you you kind of were doing almost a, a blog, mm-hmm. you know, through yeah, social a little media. Bit, yeah. And, you know, we're, we're kind of like following <laughs> yeah, the yeah. post and everything. And this was after, but you actually said mm-hmm. at the 90-mile mark, mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell us what happened at the 90 mile mark. So I almost passed out when it I was, saw that. So I have, I've watched in preparation for this, watched so many documentaries and so many different things. And I've heard people say this, like, they're like, yeah, I made it 80 miles or I made it 89 miles. And when you watch these things, you think, how can you make it that far and then give up or not, or not give up, but like end it and whatever, whatever happens that you end it, yeah. unless it's like hospitalization or something right. like, right. And then I got out there. And I was like, holy crap, I get it now. I get it. And I'll try to explain it, but it was just, it was just like, you are so exhausted. You reach the point to where, man, I can't even like trot anymore. I'm just walking. It's everything to just shuffle your feet to just keep moving. And I'm moving and I'm just like, I start looking at my watch and I'm like, I don't think I'm on pace. Like, I don't think I'm on pace at all to finish this. After all the goodness, uh, actually, goodness is not not really the right word. I went too fast on the first loop, and it killed me on the third loop. That's what happened, right? So um, a lot of really expert ultra runners, by the way, will tell you, like, it's impossible to start too slow. They're like, you're going to start too fast. You need to slow down. I didn't take that advice. Of course. Of course not. Right. Of course, first time, and paid for it. But um, I made it to the 90-mile mark, and I looked at my pace, and I was like, the only way I'll make it is if I actually start going much faster. And then I was like, do I have that in me? And I was like, no, I do not have that in me. I was like, I'll just keep going, but I don't think I'm going to make it. And then a couple, you know, whatever, almost an hour later, probably because I had to go two miles. I texted my wife. So I had basically quit doing those, those social media updates because it was everything to just keep going. Yes. Yeah. Like even posting on my phone was not an option. Like I couldn't do it. So I, Message my wife when I when I'm at the eight mile. I have eight miles left to go. I messaged her and said, I think the exact phrasing was, 
eight miles out, body is broken, not enough time. And then I saw the bubbles pop up and she started firing off text messages and I closed my phone and put it away because I was like, she's going to try to motivate me or help me or whatever. And I, yes. I and it's like, that's not what I'm asking for. I'm just letting her know I'm about to fail this. Oh like, and, and I, so I had one of my buddies with me at this point, three out of the five of us had dropped out. So there's just me and my other friend left. And so interesting, man. And I'm so, so I'm so passionate about certain things. One of them is speaking like positivity into the universe and stuff. And I sent that message to my wife in my brain. I was like, not going to make it. My buddy is like, man, like we're, we're struggling, man. And I was like, I know. And then I go, we're eight miles away, by the way. Like I told him that. And he stops in the road and looks at me and he goes, can we make it? And like, I had just told my wife I wasn't going to make it. And so I, so in my, in my head, I'm like, I can tell him the truth, which is, nope, we ain't making it. <laughs> or I can eat my own medicine or whatever you want to call it and just speak positivity in the universe. And I said, yeah, man, we have to. That's what I told him. I said, yeah, man, we have to. And without him, I'll tell you right now, I would not have made it because he, I don't know if it was listening to me there or what, but he turned around and said, let's speed up then. And he starts trucking along and basically what I had to do, because I was hurting so bad, I was like, okay, there's a string tied to me. There's a string tied to him. And if he gets too far away, the string's going to break. Can't let the string break. That was like my mindset. Oh, wow. So every time he got, you know, 150 feet ahead of me, I would start running a little bit. And then I would stop when I got close enough to <laughs> be near him. And then he would keep going and I would... I would truck along ahead of him, ahead of him, and keep going and keep going. And we did that for a few miles. And then, so this is a big testament to her, and you've met her and stuff, but when we were just about four miles away, I see someone coming in the opposite direction. It was my wife running down the road, right? So she she was running in the opposite direction, and... Um, she was, she was just like, we're going to make it. And, uh, we were allowed to have that by the way. We're allowed to have like pacers yeah, and stuff yeah, yeah. and we didn't schedule it, but she just volunteered. Oh, when she and, got that text, yeah, she yeah. took off running. And it's not what I expected, but I was so happy to oh, see it. Even though she was infuriating us. Cause she's like, let's go, let's go. And I'm like, <laughs> we can't, we can't. And then she's like, what would you say in this situation? You would say, shut up and just run. And I'm like, and I didn't want to hear it, but that's exactly what I needed to hear. Oh my God. And so she just like she's trying to force us to run and we just couldn't so I, I was like all right you have to make a deal with me right now i'm going to tell you my plan and your job so i'm talking to my wife in this i was like your job is to hold me accountable to this plan i was like you see that sign up there and we get to that sign we're going to run to the next sign and we're going to walk to the bridge and then we're going to run until we hit the finish line and i was like i just said that out loud and i need you to hold me accountable for that and as soon as we got to that sign no part of my body wanted to run at all but she goes we just made a deal. We have to, we have to commit to this oh deal. And she forced us to run and stuff. And I mean, of course, like, uh, I've said this before too. Like a lot of times in life, I ask myself, like, what's going to be the better story is the better story that I almost went a hundred miles what or is, is the, the ending yeah. or, or like, did I pull it out in the end? Like, yes. right. So yeah. with the help of my wife, with the help of my buddy that was with me and very ironically, like this is, I've been talking a lot about the power of the tribe and like my five friends, man. Like, I don't know if, if I hadn't lost three of them in that race, I don't know that I would have made it either because it was almost like, it was almost like I was so sad that they, that they dropped out because I knew it was going to crush them. Right. But like, it was almost like, 
like we're in the night and there's like torches in my mind. And all of a sudden, my buddy Josh's torch goes out. John Lee, Matt Lee's torch goes out. And I'm like, man, I'm the only one left. Like of the local crew, some other friends from out of town. I was like, that's the only like local NSU fit ranks like person left is me. And now I have to you carry have this to torch. Represent. Someone yeah. has to finish this race. And so I, I told them, I was like, I know you guys are crushed and, and I feel it for you. I really do. But like you guys uh, dropping out really helped me move along. And John Lee, my buddy, John Lee from, from uh, my office and stuff. And he's more than an employee. He's a really good friend. He sent me this message and I was, I don't know how serendipitous or whatever, but like I had my wife coming down the road in the wrong direction. I had my buddy next to me. And then for some reason I like got a text and there's not much reception out there. I got yeah, a text yeah. and it was from John. And I was like, what is it? What is that? And all it said was just like, I don't know what you guys need to hear, but you came this far and it's time to finish this. And I was like, I don't know, man, I guess that's exactly what I needed to hear. So all of these people pulling for me was what got me to the finish line for sure. That Absolutely. I just did the whole lifetime movie mm -hmm. in my head. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's right. That's right. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> yes. Well, I, I had just listened to a podcast mm -hmm. that um, people who make it through the Navy SEAL training mm -hmm. are not the toughest, the baddest, the strongest. Mm -hmm. It's the ones who, when they're done, they reach deeper for right. their partner. Yeah. And you kind yeah, of yeah. did that. Like, okay, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. And then when your friend was going to quit, mm -hmm. you're like, well, I can't quit because that will. Yes. Yeah. So I love that. And he even oh said, gosh. so John, John had messaged me. They made it about 53 miles and he had texted me saying, hey, I think we're out. And um, I saw that text and this is like during that night loop. And I. I stopped and I was like, I had to call him and I called him and I remember him just being like, so I'm not a, I'm not a call guy. I'm a text email guy. Definitely. And he's like, I saw John B's name pop up on my phone. I thought, Oh my God. So and I was like, I was like, yeah, that, I think that's the first phone call I've made in 2023, but I, I had to call you to hear your voice, man. I had to be like, you're quitting. Why? Tell me why right now. And he told me, and I was like, guys, I, I wish I could give you the most amazing motivational speech right now and get you back in the game, but it's everything in my power to keep myself afloat right now. Yeah. So I love you guys and I'll see you later. Like you do what works best for you. And they, they, they tapped out right there, but I am, I made this post the other day. I was like, why do I feel somewhat unsatisfied? I'm super satisfied with the race. I, I'm so happy I finished. I'm so happy I had one of my best friends, my wife, and then all my other good friends at the finish line waiting for me. But I felt a little unsatisfied. And the reason is, like, I, I, I told them, I was like, I thought I signed up to run 100 miles, but it turns out I didn't need 100. I needed 500 because I had five friends. So I feel uh -huh. so bad for the three that didn't make it. And I told them, I was like, you got nothing to prove to me or anyone else in this world, because most people, you know, two of them made it 53 miles. One of them made it over 70 miles. Like most people don't walk 50 miles in a year. You guys did it in a day. You got nothing to prove to anybody, but I know how it feels to fail and not get what you want. So I was like, if this is a redemption tour, if you guys are like, I'm coming for it next year, I'm with you every step of the way, whether you need me to run it side by side with you, or you need me to be your pacer or just your coach. Like I'll be there. So I'm thinking I'm not, I'm not holding them to any of this, but I'm thinking that um, October of next year is going to be those three guys redemption time. Awesome. Right. So they're going to be going for it. So I'm very much looking forward to helping them achieve that goal. That is amazing. Yeah. Wow. Well, also, 
what did you do within 72 hours? Did you sign up for some other crazy? Oh, you mean recently? Yeah, so right I, after the race. I Okay, so I have signed up for another. <laughs> yes. I so, mean, it's kind of like when, yeah, you, yeah. when you hit that, mm. you didn't... You didn't take the time. Right. Like most of us would surf on that for a good bike. Yes. Like I'm still saying that time I ran five miles, mm-hmm. and that was like five years ago. <laughs> so I'm I'm very much, and this is from David Goggins, of course, but like I'm very much a, like, now I like, uh, be proud of what you've done. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's an infinite game. You're still going. You've mm-hmm. got more to do. So I actually have two things coming up. Next weekend, I have a, um, a 15k, which is only nine-ish miles, a uh, tough mutter, which is an obstacle course. Oh, right. So I have that coming up. Those are very, they're challenging, but they're so fun because the obstacles are great. But in March of next year, yes, I've already signed up for a uh, 100k. But even though that's much less than 100 miles, 62 miles is what that is. Um, it's in a much shorter time gap, so uh, you have to go much faster. Much, which I'm like, like yeah. I, you have to actually run most of it. So gotcha. yes, I'm I'm very big on just like. What's next? That's I gotta exactly, have something. Yes. Yeah. So, would you consider yourself a stoic? <laughs> <laughs> I, in in a lot of ways, yes. I was one of my favorite stoic stories. Reminds me of my my boys that didn't make it, which is um, the story of the. It was during some war, and uh, a general's family had tragically lost their lives, and they told it, and a lot of the people thought he was going to crumble and fall apart when they said, "Oh, your wife and children are gone," and he said. I knew they were mortal when I had them and, and he kept leading his troops, you know, and cried after and all that stuff. Sure. So like when all my friends failed out of that race, I just had to tell myself, like, I knew they were mortal when I had them. Like I knew if this, if, if all five of us finished, maybe this wasn't as hard as I thought it was. And then I'd have to start questioning myself. Right. So the fact that only two out of five made it, I was like, this is every bit as hard as I thought it was. And I knew they were mortal when I had them, but like, they're, they're not dead. They're not gone. They're going to be able to come back and stuff. But that is my favorite stoic story right there. Yeah. Well, John, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, and here's the thing, guys, please go find him on social media. We're going to put his link below because you Mm -hmm. can go back and look and kind of follow. Um, I, I wish I could remember all the posts that you, you know, just the, the little sayings that you were doing, like we were right there with you, cheering you on and the fact that you finished, we were so, so excited and, uh, and we're just excited to see what's next. Um, I'm, I'm excited for the fit that they Mm -hmm. saw, you know, the potential in you. And I think you're going to really make that even bigger than it already is. Thank you so much. Yes. Um, and do you want to give a little plug to the fit while you're here? Please. Um, if you're a Local here in Tahlequah or in Cherokee County, the fit is the gym at NSU, but it is not just for students and faculty. It is for the entire community. It is just a gym, heated pool, indoor track. You're going to get your steps in. I don't care what the weather's like. Come on inside. we got three basketball courts. We've got personal trainers that will change your life with a free sit-down talk, whether you pay them any money or not. So I'm super proud of all my trainers. So please come see us at the fit. And the pricing is phenomenal. So we'll actually, we'll put that link on here too. So you don't have to run a hundred miles, but if you want to run inside Mm -hmm. where 
it's heated and cold. Yes, please. It's really, really nice. Definitely. So, John, thank you so much for coming back and chatting with us. We can't Absolutely. wait to see what's. Maybe you'll be the first person that ever comes back at the third feet? time. Oh, let's do it. Let's do it. Thank you, Edna. It. I would yeah. love it. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Guys, as usual, please like, comment, and share. And if there's someone that you would like to see on the next episode, reach out and let us know. Otherwise, check John out on his social media. Very, very motivating. And we're excited to have you here as a Tahlequahian. Thank <laughs> Thanks, everyone.